This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Okay, I am so excited for a number of reasons. One, it's Matt. I mean, Matt's here. Matt Labosco, my coach and mentor, who I love to death, and he hates when I keep going on and on about him, but I'm going to anyhow because I told him he has to be silent right now. He's amazing. I love him to death, and I love when he's on the show, and I could ask him questions, which is awesome. So it's going to be so much fun, and he inspired me. So there's a whole new format going on. I want to hear from you. What do you have to say? I know you send me some questions, but I really want to hear your questions. If you think Matt was like, what the heck was he talking about? Or, yeah, that was unclear, Weston. Send it over. But we have a separate email now. Can you believe it? Woohoo! So ready for this? It's going to be podcast at sandyjoyweston.com. All right, that was difficult, right? Podcast, it only took me a year to put that down. Podcast at sandyjoyweston.com. So let me tell you about Matt just a little bit in case you haven't heard him before. He's a licensed conscious transformation trainer. He's a energy practitioner, which he's been doing a lot of work on, and a movement therapist. He works with individuals all over the world through his private practice classes and workshops. Matthew has studied with some of the most revolutionary and progressive health professionals in the fields of psychology, meditation, physical rehabilitation, and nutritional science. His multidiscipline approach has empowered individuals from all over the world to access a life of health and vitality they didn't even realize was possible. Now, Matt, before you come on, here's the thing I promised you. Are you there, Matt? I'm here. Being all right, very you ready? quiet and trying to I'm be being... a good boy. Yes. <laughs> was that a good intro, though? I did good, That right? was awesome. That was okay, awesome. but listen, here's what we have to accomplish in 50 minutes or less. Ready? No problem. These are, these are going to be it. These are the takeaways. So if you're tuning in, this is what you're going to get at the end of the show. Free coaching. You're going to get one. How to reach your goals and not someone else's. Hey, that's big. Two, how do you really know it's your inner voice, your higher power, or not somebody else speaking to you? Three, I have so many jokes for that, but we're going to just skip it. How can you live your life for you and not other people? Easier said than done. Tricky, tricky. Four, how to stop all the negative chatter in your head. And five, how to feel your true worthiness. Now, Matt, I know we're going to just scratch the surface on it, but this time everybody requested we twist it around. Instead of getting to know you, we want to jump into the most powerful question here, and that is, what is this with the inner voice, the higher power, your intuition? Is it really inside you, above you, around you, is your mom or dad talking to you from years ago? What's up with this? I mean, come on. It's a great question, man. And it's funny that... Isn't it? It is. And it's funny that that, that this is actually what we're talking about today because um, we just did a program here in Florida, uh, The Power of Intuition. And that was basically... It's not we, funny at all. It's, right? Coincidence, yeah. right? Quote, unquote. Yeah. Right. Because um, honestly, I don't even know if you knew that. But, I did it. Yeah, I didn't think I, you did. But I did. Yeah, but you did, right? Yeah. So 
yes, this idea of what intuition is and how do you access it? How do you know that you're aligned with it? Boy, those are big questions. And there's actually not only an answer to the question, but there's a way to cultivate and train our ability to tap into it and know when we're there. Um, so the first there is there is believe it or <laughs> not. Yeah. I know that I knew that yeah um, so the first thing I think is important to identify what intuition is and what it isn't uh, I think okay so so I have got a question before you go through that uh-huh. intuition just so we know like you said what it is and it isn't is that the same thing that people refer to as their inner voice or God, or universe, or is that something separate? I think, again, this is I can't answer that really because I don't know what people Well, your mean. opinion. Yeah, your yeah, opinion. yeah, yeah. My perception is yes. When people okay. are looking to think of it as a higher intelligence, right? Like a, a, a higher intelligence or a higher consciousness for guidance, for um, direction, Right. Okay. So, okay. so we can call that our intuition. We can call that our spidey sense. We can call it God. We can call okay. it, you know what I mean? Like, I think we all have a different okay. name for that. And it's, it's one of those things that it's hard to wrap our head around what the heck that is, you know? Um, so yes, my perception is when people are using the words you named God, universe, etc., they're talking about the same thing. That's my, my, my perception. Okay, so now how can you develop it? So you were saying you can develop it. Sure. So before we get into that, I think we got to identify what it is. And okay. so I think the biggest misconception that I've seen inside of intuition is people use intuition kind of like a magic eight ball, like this thing that's going to tell me what the right thing to do is. Right. Yes. So I need this voice or this power to tell me what the right choice is. And this is not intuition. Okay. okay. Intuition doesn't tell us what to do. Does the magic eight ball? It, I, I, I debatable. I think we should do a study <laughs> on that. But, okay. All right, but intuition, it doesn't tell us what to do. Intuition is there to help us bridge the gap from where we are to the thing we've named that we want to do. So intuition's job is not to tell us what, it's to help us help us find out how. And so here's an example. If I okay. our job is to name the what. What's the thing that I choose to commit to and make happen? What's the outcome that I choose to make happen? And then you want to leverage your intuition to bridge the gap, to make that happen. Because intuition actually is always there. It's, it's just aligning itself with what you've made important to you. And here's the tricky part about what we've made important to, it, to us. The way the brain works is it identifies what's important to us by what's the most emotionally important to us. What's most emotionally important. And, but we can make things emotionally important by being afraid of certain things. So emotion is just, it can be fear-based or love-based. So if, if, I make, if I make protecting myself in this world emotionally important, okay? So okay. I have this okay. focus of the world is not safe. Let's just say there's a context I'm operating inside of of the world isn't safe. I can't trust people yeah. based on experience I've had in the past or whatever. And so... 
I have this focus and there is great emotion tied to that, called, basically called fear. So now this, 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 we'll call it this intu intu intuition or, 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 or sixth sense is now kind of aligned with this thing called make sure I stay safe. So now it's going to show me all the things in the world that could potentially be not safe and show me all the examples of things that aren't safe. And it, it highlights those things. And when it highlights those things, what I'm never going to see with that lens on are the things that where there is love, where there is people I can gotcha. trust. Like it's not going to show us those things because it's saying, no, 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 no. What's important is protecting. So we're going to highlight and amplify all of the things. Like the best, the best analogy I could come up with for this is if you went into Google search and mm -hmm. you said you typed in um, all the scary things in the world. Like if you just okay. type that search in, like could you imagine what would pop up, the images and no. things, right? No. Right? But that's what we're doing. And, and, and if, that's, if that's our focus, the scary things in the world, then that's all we're going to see. It's like, it's like a Google search. Does that mean that there's nothing beautiful in the world? No, because you could also type into that search all of the beauty in the world. Yeah. And boy, just as spectacular things will come up, it'd just be on the other end of the spectrum. But which one's the real world? Is it scary or beautiful? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on what you decide to focus on and, and the experience of life you choose to create. And that's, that's the power of focus. But a lot of times, as you said, and as some of the questions that you named or even mentioned at the beginning here, am I choosing my framework, my lens, or was it given to me by somebody else? Yeah, yeah. Right? And so if right. I learned from my environment, my parents, etc., that you can't trust people, you can only trust, like, like I grew up in an Italian, Irish, Italian, Catholic family in the Northeast. Like there, like when my mom met my dad, she was not Italian, and my dad's Italian. So they literally, this is just kind of a funny story. When they got together with the Italian family, it was like they took a picture, and they literally said this. They're like, "Okay, all the bloods over here, and let's take a picture, and the non-bloods will do a picture with the non-bloods." So there's this whole thing going on there. And paranoia was big in this particular family. Uh, that you yeah. can trust. You can trust your own. You can trust your blood. Blood's thicker gotcha. than water. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a whole context yeah. that's being operated inside of. And now, hey, Louis, my dad, Louis, he's he's marrying an American. You're either Italian or other, right? Like that's just the way right. that worked. Um, and so there's a framework there. Okay. Right. That has yeah. them um, highlight. Things that you need to be careful and cautious of because Got that's it. the framework. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So let's back up a little bit. So you're saying that when you're tuning into intuition, it could be in your favor or not because well, it, it can, could be fear-based yeah. or love-based. And so meaning like we've talked about this before. You know, not that I'm against studies because there's a lot of amazing studies and a lot of discoveries. But what you set out to prove, you could prove. You know what I mean? Without question. And it, yeah. So if you're going to say my intuition is telling me 
you know, not to take this risk and take a new job, that doesn't mean that's going to really what's good for you. It just means it's coming from lots of negative chatter in your head. Yes. When intuition is aligned with fear. Yeah. What, what we usually call it is I, my gut instinct. Okay. Right? And right. here's the thing about fear. When we are making decisions from fear, you've got to understand how the brain operates when we're in a fear-based state. When I say fear-based state, I mean we're feeling any, any, anything on the spectrum of fear. It could be insecure. It could be doubt. It could be frustration. It could be sadness. It could be unworthiness and security. The whole spectrum of fear, right? Right. When the brain is in the state of fear... It has one objective. This is so important to remember when you're trying to create something you've never created before. When you're in a fear-based state, your brain's primary objective is make sure nothing changes. Okay. 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 Its job yeah. is to maintain status quo. Gotcha. So if I'm in a fear-based place and I'm trying to create something I've never created before, you got to understand that you have no ability to create anything other than what you know. The only thing you have the ability to create when you're in a fear-based place is what you've already know. Okay, so then let's back up. When you're saying that you can train and you can teach how to tap into your intuition, are you saying that you're training how to get in the love-based mode first and then? Yes. Exactly. Because if like, if you're looking to create an experience of life that you have not accessed yet, yeah. you, have to, you have to get to the point to, to the awareness and acknowledgement that I have no idea how to make that happen. Because if I did, I'd be there. And this is what always cracks me up when people like, quote unquote, hire me to coach them. They'll tell me, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to create. And this is how I want to do it. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you need me for? Right? Like, go for yeah, it. Go for it. Right? Because they have this, it's an arrogance, okay, which comes from insecurity and fear of, hey, I want to make this happen, but this is how I want it to, this is how I want it to occur. I mean, that's insane when you really think about it. Do you really say, what do you need me for? Because that's the best. Well, I, I do in some cases, especially if someone's really showing up with that insecurity and arrogance. Like, I need to yeah. shock their system. I'm like, yeah, man, well, you don't need me, it sounds like. <laughs> right, you got a plan. Right, you're good. Go for it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I saw this very common when I used to do the physical rehabilitation with people. Like, they'd come in with their back pain, and they've been to 55 people, and you know, I would tell them to do the exact opposite of what they were told to do. And they'd look at me and say, but wait a minute, shouldn't I be doing these other things? Yeah. yeah. Why are you telling me to do that? And I said, I, I stopped and I said, listen to me, would you really want to pay me a couple hundred dollars an hour to tell you to do the same shit that doesn't work? <laughs> You've already proven it hasn't right, worked. Like, right, why right. do you want to pay me right. to do that? And it's right. all inside of how the brain works. Anything right. outside of what you know the brain perceives as a threat and we will resist. So is the training then to spend more time getting into the love-based mode? There's two aspects then... that are okay. critical. Okay. Okay. Actually naming the outcome that you're looking for. Most people don't name the outcome they want. Okay. What they're naming is the, the way they believe they can solve their problem. Okay. Right, so, so 
Name the outcome you want. Exactly. Write now, it let me down. give you an example of this because this is important. Like people will say to me, like I, I was literally doing this in one of my classes last night, and I and I said to this woman, okay, what's what's your intention for the class? And blah blah blah. You know, we have this twelve week classes that I teach out here in Florida, and I'm like, okay, what's your intention? And she goes, peace. Okay, and I said, okay, and she said good it one, with some intensity, one. right? It yeah. sounds good, yeah. and I go, oh. Why, why, why is peace your thing? And I asked this very reason because I saw the way she said it and the energy she was holding when she said peace. And she's like, like you said it like she was angry. <laughs> yes, she's like because it ain't fucking here, man. That's why. And I'm like, okay, well, right. So every time she focuses on peace, she activates anger. Gotcha. And so yeah. now what? What her brain does is it says, oh, anger is important. So I'm just going to show you all the reasons we have to be angry and all the things that are in our way of peace. And I said that to her and she goes, that's exactly what happens on a daily basis. I go, of course, because that's the way the brain works. So then I said to her, if you could imagine waking up and just being in a state of peace, like just imagine you're in that state of peace, like what would you have access to in that moment? And she closed her eyes and she kind of connected. She goes, oh my God, I'd feel free. I go, ah, what you're actually looking is for freedom. You think that peace will get you to be free. So she was looking at peace as a solution to her problem called anger. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you follow me? And this is yeah. tricky. because Which a lot of people do. Absolutely. And this is yeah. why peace sounds good. Yeah. Right? But if you really yeah. look at the space and say, well, wait. Am I focused on peace because it's the experience that I really choose as the outcome? Or am I focused on peace because I don't want to be angry anymore? Now we're in solution to problem. And now we're actually focused on the thing that we're trying to eliminate from an emotional unconscious level. Okay. But isn't, isn't that good that she wants to get rid of anger? No. It's terrible. Oh, terrible. Yeah, terrible. Have that anger, baby. Yes, Go at it. absolutely. Uh -huh. Because here's the thing about your brain. If I focus on the thing I don't want, it will absolutely ensure that will be my experience forever. Right. Give you more. Give you more. Yeah, I got that I mean, that's, that's like me saying to Sandy and people listening right now on this podcast, like, I want you guys to close your eyes and I want you all to think, to, to not think of a pink elephant. Go. Right. Yeah. Right. You like the brain doesn't know how to do that. Immediately when I said that to you, pink elephants are dancing in your head. Yeah. So I have them on my desk, man. I, well, I know you do, so that's why I use that. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so, but okay, but wait a second. Wait a second. I get that. I get like the pear and the apple. You say don't think about the pear. You better. You got to replace it with the apple. But it's not. A, right, a bad thing not to want to be so angry. It's how you go about it. Yeah? I would never tell somebody to try not to be angry. It's completely unrealistic. Okay. All right. Because go it's a natural expression of every human. Hatred is okay to feel. See, we've been so Ugh. trained. Yes. The H word. Yeah, I knew. I Ugh. said the H words. I knew that would get you going. Oh, God. But, yeah. yeah. But these are very normal expressions. And here's why we have these relationships with the words hatred and anger in the way that we do. And we, we don't allow ourselves to feel these things or we disconnect to it when it's there. Because what we've done is we have connected the emotional experience of anger or hatred with the actions people take when they're angry and, hate, and hateful, okay? 
there are no questions that the actions that some people take when they're angry or in a state of hate, they're not okay. There's nothing okay about it. Okay, that's the big thing. Yes, you've got to separate the actions that some people take when they're in the experience of anger and hatred with the experience of anger and hatred itself. The experience of anger and hatred itself is totally okay. It's normal to feel these things. It's It's a normal human expression. It's part of the human experience. The actions people take from those spaces, definitely not okay. So let me ask you this. Do you think if people were more okay with those emotions, they may not build up until they take actions you that got are it. not okay. I would agree a thousand percent with that. It's, you know I mean? our, it's our it's our it's our inability or the fact that we have not been trained to be with some of these emotional experience that we suppress them, disconnect from them, but they're still there dictating how we think and the actions we take. Okay. So I absolutely Sandy, I think you said it perfectly. All right, so let's jump in here with my first question. If it's okay, let me just read what the person said. Because I always ask questions, but I know the Maddie's coming on. So if it's okay to feel anger, then what should I do about it? That's exactly what if it's okay. Because my action, the action this woman takes, she says she can't control it. And she starts yelling at her kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so first and foremost... I'm saying that's normal, but, you know, you know, you could yell at your kids, but she wants to yeah, stop yelling again, so much. Sure. So the, the key to this, and again, it takes practice, all right? So I'm going to say this. Uh, the, when we, we experience an emotion like anger, you want to train yourself to be aware of the experience of anger itself and disconnect to the stories you're telling yourself about why you're angry. Because the only way for the anger experience to continue as an, as an expression, as your brain creates the experience of anger, it's literally a chemical reaction occurring in your brain. The only way for the brain to sustain the experience of anger is the mind has to think about the reasons to justify the anger. So I'm angry because the kids didn't do what I said. I'm angry because the kids drew on the wall. I'm angry because... Yeah, exactly. That's what she said. I didn't want to go. She's like, I came home. I walked in the door and the kids were painting on the wall. Exactly. Now, Matt, come on. That justifies some anger there, Matt. Uh, Trust me. You could justify anger however you want. That's not the question. The question is, is that the experience you want to have? And is it really aligned with the experience... Does it really align with the intention and impact you want to have with your kids? Because I would tell you that I've never seen a scenario, I don't care what's going down, where anger is a good option in order to get a result. Like, Like there's no place where anger is the consciousness or intelligence you want to align with to move forward. I don't give a shit what's going on. Okay, so wait a minute. So maybe it's not anger. Let's say fear. Let's say you see your kid. Same. Running in the road. Same. And you run like hell mm-hmm. to get your kid. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fear-based to get him out of the road? And isn't that a good thing that you're able to run faster? You know how they say? Well, there's, an, oh my- there's an instinct. Instinct is different. Instinct okay. is different. There is an instinct we have that, that, that we should absolutely listen to. Right? Okay. That's an instinct. That's a primal instinct. Like okay. when they've done studies, like if any human being is walking across the highway and you see that they're going to get hit, every human unless they're sociopathic, will mm. make an effort to prevent that from happening. 
Yeah. It's just an instinct. Yeah. Do you follow gotcha. me? Now, okay, so that's separate. Yes, but if I am in the state of panic and fear that my kids are going to get hit by a car, yeah. now that's not helpful and not beneficial for anybody. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's go back to this. So now you walk in the door, she walks in the door, her four-year-old and five-year-old are painting beautiful things on their brand mm-hmm. new wall. Yeah. And she just got out of the car from work, Matt, and it's like, oh my, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. What should she do? I know what I would do, but what well, should she do? again, I mean, you're talking about a scenario that there's sounds like there's probably already a state of maybe uh, overwhelm or anxiety from work. Yes, probably. And so there's already an ex- an emotional experience present, fear, and then yeah. you walk into the house with certain expectations that you probably haven't named out loud but are there called, I expect that when I walk into this house, the kids aren't writing on the wall, right? So that, that expectation's in there somewhere. And so you come in and clearly immediately walk in and that expectation's not met. And so you're like, you're, you're already, like the pot's already starting to simmer, right? And right. boom, right. you know, you explode. So... So it's not about what to do in that specific scenario because those things are going to happen in life. Yeah. Like there yeah. is like if you have children, I have two. You have no idea what's going to happen in the next 5 minutes, especially when they're little. Like this is just yeah. the reality of being with kids, right? That's true. True. So if I have trained myself to um, create a pattern within myself of peace, acceptance, you know, etc. then I can call on that in that moment and tend to the situation. See, here's the thing that I'll tell you that people believe peace. They have this total misconception that peace is a passive thing. You can be in a state of peace and show up as a warrior with somebody. Meaning, like, be very direct, like, like, manage the situation with the children and be in a state of peace. I'm, like, peace does not mean you're just okay with whatever happens. Yeah, it doesn't mean, like, you're like, oh, whatever you want to well, do, exactly. whatever you want to Exactly. This is say. this idea that we have about peace. It has nothing to do with that. I can be in a state of peace and acceptance and love for my kids while they're doing the things they do, and I can show up inside of that situation and, and train them and make sure they understand that that's not okay and blah, blah, blah. Like, all yeah. that can happen. Yeah. And you can be in a state of peace, love, acceptance, joy, like all that's possible. Now, I understand that a lot of parents are like, no way, dude, not possible. Well, and that's that step that I talked about then the first time. It's like, hey, if you want to create something you haven't created before, number one, you've got to believe that it's possible. That's step one. And number two, you have to accept that I don't know how to make that happen. And I'm probably going to need to do things I've never done before to make that happen. But most people yeah. are like, no, it's not possible, yeah. it's bullshit, and no, that doesn't yeah. work, and no, it's no, like, no. all right, well, well I'll then forget it. With them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Yeah. And here's the thing, too, and we talk about this a lot. It's just not, okay, I should know this and one and done. This is something just like everything else you work on and develop every single day. Here's a little thing that I do know, and I've done this myself too, and other people have said it works. If you're stuck in traffic, right, and you really are aggravated before you walk in the house i've sat and taken a few deep breaths for 90 seconds just to get my head in the right space 
before walking in because I know I'm not in a good place, you know, and that just really helps. And you talk a lot about that, that 90 seconds, Matt. So I would love for you to develop that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what you said is, a, is an is a excellent uh, uh, a technique or approach that before you enter work, before you walk into the gym, before you eat your meal, before you walk into the house, you ask yourself, what do I choose to bring into the space? What's the state that I choose to bring in? And, and name that, hey, I choose to show up in this space with a smile and joy. It's what I choose. And then, yes, that 90-second rule that you're referring to is any sphere-based emotion that you're experiencing, whether it's anger, insecurity, sadness, etc., your brain only has the ability to maintain the experience of fear for maximum 90 seconds. The exception to that is if you keep reactivating the brain's to create that by telling the story about why you're justifying feeling sad or angry or overwhelmed. So the way to decrease the chatter as, as, as we usually refer to it as, as the chatter that's justifying the anger. Well, no, no, you don't understand. Like, this is why I'm angry. Like that's one of the most common things I get from people. Matt, you don't understand that. You don't understand. It's like what they're doing there is justifying themselves to be angry. And, and if they could own that, and, and, and get to the place of, oh, I see my mind is trying to justify this emotion. And they can bring themselves to a very simple four-sided breath, which is simply, you know, relaxing the body, breathing in through the nose for maybe a four to five second count, pausing at the top, exhaling for four to five seconds, pausing again, and just doing that cycle of breath maybe five to ten times it is impossible physiologically for your brain to maintain a fear-based state when you're completely focused on that breath cycle. And you know, it sounds so easy. Like when I tell people that, it, they just don't think it works. Like you don't need something, so it has to be more complicated than that. Yeah, and again, like if when people say that, I always say to them, I get it, be skeptical, but don't have the skepticism opt you out of trying it. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Like, like yeah. I get it, it's skeptical, you're skeptical, but, but I have never seen it not do that, and it's not because it's magic, it's because it's just the way the brain works. Yeah. Now, yeah. just to say something, you can do your four or five, four or five cycles of your four-sided breath, and you can access a state of peace, and then your mind goes back to why you're angry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that can happen, but that's a habit that you just need to train out of. It's like, oh, my brain's gotcha. doing it again. Let me go back to my breath. Yeah. So, Matt, let's dive into one of the other questions because you're tapping on it. How to stop all the negative chatter in your head about yourself? Would you do the same technique of, with breathing? Like, what would you do there? There's a couple steps that I do, and I actually had a gentleman that I just started working with who came to me for anxiety. And okay. he's worked with lots of different, you know, modalities, therapists. And he said to me, he goes... Did he try drugs? No, that was my first, that was my first uh, recommendation. <laughs> we did a couple lines together on my desk. It really okay, helped Yeah, it was great. Um, no. Um, what, I, what I did with him was I said, hey... Oh, here's what he said to me. He goes, Matt, um, I, I know I'm not supposed to think these things. That's what everybody keeps telling me. And I go, that's, that is exactly not what I would tell you because all of the things you're thinking are totally okay to think. So 
the reason why I bring that up to, to as I, I say this is the first thing is because there's this idea that we need to stop negative thinking. That is completely yep. insane. Right. That just is a completely not, unrealistic the same expectation. Thing is not feeling anger and exactly. frustration. So and if my goal is short. to eliminate negative thinking, I'm immediately going to feel completely overwhelmed by that because yeah. it's not something that I can even do. Yep. Right? So step one is, hey, be okay that those thoughts are there. It's fine. It's okay to think that I'm not good enough. It's okay to think that, you know, uh, you know I, I can't do it. It's okay to think that nobody loves me and I, I, I'm all, like, it's okay to think all the things because guess what? We all think those things. Everything he said that he thinks, I'm sitting there saying, you know what? I think all the things you think. And he just kind of looked at me and I'm like, yeah, it's okay, man. It's fine. What you need to train is just acknowledging it's a thought. Hey, there's a thought. It's okay that the mind is thinking that. And and bring yourself back to being centered, that breath that we talked about. Okay. And then align your thoughts, your mind. When you're in a when you're centered, this is very important. If you have a negative, quote unquote, a fear-based thought, I wouldn't even call it negative. I would call it a fear-based thought. Okay? okay. Get out of the habit of calling things negative and positive because we're in this that immediately creates the context of some things are okay and some things are not, right? So, hey, okay. I've had these fear-based thoughts. Okay. And and it's okay. And and So wait a minute, can I back? So yeah. you're saying if someone thinks I'm a jerk, I'm stupid, those are you would still call them fear-based, Absolutely. not negative. Correct. Okay, I, I would not call them negative because negative, good, bad, dark, you know, light, good, evil, it's all in this place of duality and judgment and basically is inside of this context of some things are okay and some, some things are good and some things are bad. Some things are negative, some things are positive. Okay. Right? All right. All right, go And ahead. so if I notice I have a thought called, you know, I'm not a good person or I'm not good enough, the, yeah. the, the mistake that I see people make is they go right to a positive thought. Oh, here we go, Maddie. The positive stuff, yeah. the affirmation. Correct. Go for it, Matt. You, you can't put like I'm like if I'm like I'm so sad, I'm so sad. Like, nope, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Right? Like, like Shut that's up. not gonna do it, right? Because you sure I'm positive. <laughs> and it's mostly right. because it's the way the brain evolved. Okay. So we're sitting here and you think, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. You say, let's take them through this step. All right. Just acknowledge it. Hey, there's a thought. It's okay to think that. There's nothing wrong with that thought itself. It's just a thought. Okay. Okay. You don't have to give it power. Then you can take your breath, find a place of being centered. Okay. Once you access a state of, of peace or centeredness, now you can create the thoughts. Do you follow me? Now create the thoughts that align with joy, confidence, empowerment. You want to start from an emotionally centered, peaceful place and then create the thoughts because the positive affirmation thoughts are super powerful once you're accessing that emotional state. Okay. It doesn't help you shift the state, but it can help you amplify the state you're in. All right. So let me just go over. I mean, you know how much... 
me and Matt talk a lot about this, but just for those that are listening for the first time and maybe not understand it. So step one is you have this thought. Instead of judging yourself and being mad at yourself and going, I shouldn't be thinking that, just acknowledge it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not reality. This is just the thought I'm having. Okay. Then you say, do your breathing. Mm -hmm. All right. Find that place of centeredness. Centeredness. Go and do the, your breathing. Mm -hmm. What if they still can't get there? So you're saying if you're still not there, you don't want to start thinking I'm happy. I'm great. Mm -hmm. I'm wonderful. You want to wait. Until you're in that space, and then you can create from a more mm-hmm. powerful headset. Yeah, I mean, the more you do the reps, the more you'll be able to access that state of being centered in peace. I mean, the only answer to that question is you got to do the reps. Yeah. So it's nothing reps. wrong with no thinking, I feel, you know, having positive words, but in what state are you saying them? Is yes. it from a powerful, loving state? That's the key. Right. And are you, have you got to the step called, hey, it's okay to think these things. Because if I'm running away from negative thoughts with my positive thoughts, yeah. that's what you got to watch for. Oh, I'm not going to think kill. that. I'm not going to think yeah. that. I'm going to think this. Like, that's blah, 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 blah. Do. We used to say, take it back, take it back, take yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah. Cancel, yeah. cancel. I had a client that used to say, cancel, cancel, cancel. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no I can't. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of. The thought is fine. Well, first of all, you can't take back a thought, well, so that's there. Right, yeah. of course. Yeah. So... But it's it takes some training because if you have your whole life felt guilty for yes. having those emotions, yes. then you're not tending to them. You, you know got what I mean? You don't, it. And here's the thing, and I and you know me. It took me years to ask for advice, yada yada. <laughs> but that's a whole new thing. But to say that you should have all the answers within, and yes, you know I really believe in meditation you know that and going into my higher power or if you want to call it my inner voice but it doesn't mean you still don't need humans to guide you well yeah you, i mean we got to be careful with um listening might, to you're not the right tools well you know yeah I mean? listening to our our higher power so to speak because if we're really not trained what we're listening to is our emotional pattern yeah, that's tricky. It is very tricky, which is that's why, tricky. especially if someone you know with their faith and their religion, and their spirituality, like you, you know can justify saying? anything. That's why you got to be careful. And so, here's my advice to people. Okay, I've never seen someone navigate creating something they've never created without someone standing for them in that space. I've never seen someone be able to do it by themselves. Okay. The people that I have seen have the greatest capacity to create this. Yeah, they've all had teachers, and they've all and their teachers had teachers, and their teachers' yep. teachers had teachers. Yep. Like it never ends. The people that have this idea of that I can do it myself, I just need yep. to trust myself, is a yep. great way to make sure nothing new occurs. Because yeah, could, the reality of it stuck. is, yeah. you can't trust yourself <laughs> because. What you, nah, the belief, how dare you? Well, the belief structure that you have that you've been operating inside of can only create what you know. So you've got it. It's the Einstein quote. That guy was pretty sharp. I don't know if you ever heard you of think? it. Yeah, 
he, it's one of my favorite quotes of his. You cannot solve a problem from the same consciousness in which it was created. You have to step outside of that consciousness and start all over again. And that oh. takes courage. It takes trust. And, yeah. and you definitely want to be extremely mindful about the people you follow. And you let in. And yeah. you let Which means results yeah. create. Yeah. The results is what tells you, should I continue here? Like, you should yeah. be getting yes. a result. Very objective result. <clears throat> okay. And so... Sorry, that this was a is a big thing. There, but. That's okay. There is a big... <laughs> it's, it's called live. Um, there's a big, big question here, and... We can just jump into it right now. If you have a mentor, a guide, a guru, anyone that you really believe in, it doesn't mean you have to take all their advice. Like that's what the person says. You know, I, I didn't think this person was right in this account. Well, duh. Do you know what I mean? People are human. It doesn't mean they're right in every account. You have to, you know, make it work for you. And it doesn't mean you live on every single word that person says or you know that system i just want to know how you feel about that um again i think you got to be careful with that because 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 here's why number one you need to do your deal diligence if anybody is telling you that they can get you a result that they haven't created for themselves and and have and have peep and have uh shown that they not only can create it for themselves but they've been able to create show people how to create it for themselves like that's number one if somebody Oh, so like if someone says to you, I can get you rich or make you a lot of money in your business and they don't have a lot of money in their business, you might want to run? Exactly. Like if they haven't produced the outcome that you're asking them to help you with, then you may not want to have them be the person guiding you. Yeah. Like yeah. would you ever like hire somebody to take you to the top of Mount Everest that read a book about Mount Everest? I hope not. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But this is what people no. do. No, walk the walk, talk the talk. I get it. You want them to have lived they it. They have to proof. be yeah. living the th- outcome that you're trying to hit, number one. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And secondarily, have you have you taught other people to access this? Mm. Because it's gotcha. one thing to be able to do it for yourself, but now have you to teach it to somebody else is something completely different. You're right. You're right. Because they're amazing, you know, the now they're amazing dancers out there that I've seen, but then I've taken their dance class and I was like, oh, they like they're not great teachers, but they're amazing performers. You got it. So this like I feel like if you you ask that question, like you'll eliminate 90% of the mentors out there. Because here's the thing that I am. Matt Labosco. Did you say that? I did. Did you say that? I did. I did. And here's an example. Like I had a, a, a friend of mine, somebody actually, not a, he's, not, not, he's, he's a client of mine. And he's also a friend at this point. Mm-hmm. He started the life coaching path. Okay. And um, he also um, mentors now. Um, people that are interested in life coaching and, and, and he, that's a big area. Well, it's huge, but here's what he said to me yesterday. Okay. And it was terrifying. Okay. I'm listening. He said, you know, I'm finding that these people are opting in for coaching as a way to manage their own insecurity and unworthiness because, and they're even saying it that way. Hey, I can do this. I can do it. I need to start coaching people. I need to overcome my unworthiness and insecurity about myself. 
Think about oh. the insanity of that. Okay. Okay. But if we're really honest about it, right? Like we're we're gonna go take this this mm. certification and life coaching because we're trying to uh, get people to opt in with us for coaching because we feel insecure. And I mean, it's a disaster. Okay, Absolute Matt, disaster. All right. But what about? You know, when you heal yourself, you heal others. So when but you that tell needs your... to happen first. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't try well, to heal yourself through others. Okay. That's All called right. a nightmare and creates right. a lot of destruction. Well, I, I agree. You know what but saying? what about this? What if you want to experience and give people uh, access to more love? And while you're doing it, you feel love. That's a different. We can't, but it doesn't actually happen that way. Okay, go ahead. You have to embody love in order to... Right, I'm saying you embody love, uh and then when you embody love, you can spread the love. You can share it, and people can hate you for it. They can love you for it, and it doesn't make a difference for you. They can think you're whacked. They can think you're evil. Yeah, evil. Yeah, but and that's okay. It doesn't change my experience of love. But I do agree. Now, that's with a you. very high level of, of capacity. I'm not saying that just like I'm not even saying I'm there. Like that's a yeah. space that I'm looking to train within myself. No, I understand. I understand. So you know, I happen to agree with you on this one and a lot of things, of course, but it's a tricky one to know, I think, Matt. You know what I mean? I really do because you got to have a good self awareness and you got to be mm-hmm. willing to know where you are. And that I takes think, courage. I think, yeah. And I think also, like you said, maybe the, the easier part is do your homework, see yes. about their life, what they've done, Correct. have they helped others? Uh-huh. And achieve that, the thing that you're looking to achieve. Like if someone right. came to me and said, Matt, can you teach me how to play the violin? Yeah. Oh, I well, I read it. a book about the violin. I took a class. I took a weekend course on teaching how to teaching people how to play the violin. Yeah. Like, you don't want to hire me until you see me performing at the level you would like to perform at. And I've taught others how to do that. Now well, opt in it's the for same me. thing. You're right. You're right. All right. So, and I another area I want to go over with as far as coaches, there are people that get into it because they're not sure what else to do too. Do you know what I mean? Like that is yes. a big thing too. They can do it from home. <laughs> well, but then they think about this. Who are they doing it for? You mean like who are they helping or are they doing it for themselves? Who are is that they what you're saying? doing it for when you're operating in that context? They're doing it for themselves. Yeah, I they're guess. They're doing it because it's convenient for them. Right. There's nothing to so, do yeah. with serving in a place of selflessness. There's nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. And but you have to be honest. The ten percent out there are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not saying there's not phenomenal people out there. Phenomenal yeah, there are. mentors. There are. They, but you yeah. really gotta you gotta go in with a certain mindset and you gotta go in there with a certain framework. Because yeah. there's also a lot of things out there that can be that have people that have very good intentions. Yeah. But they're unfortunately creating a lot of destruction. Yeah. If I'm just yeah. flat honest about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right. Well, we only have a few minutes left and we gotta get this one 
question in, and then I guess we'll have to have you back. I don't know. Damn that. Uh, how can you live your life, Matt, for you and not other people? It seems as if, like, let me, I can't read this. It seems as if when I go after goals, I'm not sure if they're mine or someone else's. That's it. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it. I think it's all about tuning into the emotion that's there, that's having you move towards the thing you're moving to. If you're moving towards a goal or benchmark because you believe it'll provide something for you, like self worth, value, acceptance, love, then you're probably doing it not because it's yours to do, because you someone told you that this is the thing you need to do in order to feel a certain way. So it always comes back to your emotion and your state and what's having you move in the direction you're moving to. And that's why emotional intelligence and emotional capacity, you know, those two things are very different. Like understanding what I'm feeling and recognizing that gives me access to the capacity to navigate the decisions that I'm making in a different way. But again, these are just not things that we practice. Yeah, because we're not taught how to do this. So a lot of times we're running on somebody else's um, infrastructure or yeah, or yeah. belief system or whatever, right? Um, and so it's hard to know that sometimes. But your emotion that your that that's there is really your your beacon. Where yeah. am I right now? Do I feel obligated yeah. to do this? Do I feel like insecurity that has me going after this thing because I believe it's going to provide me with love and acceptance or value or etc. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I do. I even catch, even though I wor- think about it every, you know, that I work on it, I still catch myself doing things like to please other people and I have to take a step back and say, do I really want to go to this? Am I really doing this because I'm going to enjoy it? Why am I doing it? I mean, I, I say that every single day, Matt. Every single day I work on it. All right, dude. Well, we got to go, man. I mean, we I know we could talk for hours and hours, but I want to wrap up. It's been awesome. My let's keep it real, people. I know you freaking love Matt. And remember what I said. If you have questions, please podcast at sandyjoyweston.com. He'll be sure to answer them. But Matt, how can they reach you? Um, the best place to, to reach me is you can go to just MatthewLabosco.com um, and you have my contact information there and some of the classes I'm doing. You can also go to ConsciousTransformation.com um, and go under the place where the trainers are. Um, I'm, that's who I'm affiliated with and the programs that I teach and the weekends are all with Conscious Transformation. Um, so either ConsciousTransformation.com or MatthewLabosco.com, you can get some more information. They're upgrading, up-leveling the Conscious Transformation website. So by the end of the first quarter there, beginning of second quarter, that website's going to be a lot more um, helpful and useful and get you better access to what it exactly conscious transformation is and what we do so just keep your eye out for that the website right now isn't the greatest um, but they're up leveling that in the next couple months you got it all right is there anything you want to say before i sign out here no, Sandy, just thank you always. I mean, I just uh, appreciate all that you're doing and, and um, sharing the great guests that you have and giving people an opportunity to share um, things that are important to them and that can help others. So I just appreciate you and thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. And guys, remember what I said. Me and Matt just scratched the surface on most of these topics. Go to him. 
find out how you would want to work with him, whether it's a class or individually. I'm telling you, you will love it. You'll always get something out of it. And until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.